Riley Whitson. And I'm Ronnie Bayer. And this is the Plan to Eat podcast, where we have conversations about meal planning, food, and wellness to help you answer the question, what's for dinner? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Plan to Eat podcast. Today, Riley and I are going to be chatting about budgeting. So we'd like to talk a little bit about how to save money at the grocery store and stick to your budget. Some of these tips that we talk about today will include the help of plan to eat, but most of them are just general suggestions about how to tighten up your spending habits. We're going to break it down into two different categories today. Um, We're going to talk about how we save money and then kind of how we know other people save money or general recommendations that we know can be helpful tips. Yeah. So obviously we want to talk a little bit about plan to eat. And one of the main ways that we have experienced saving money at the grocery store and we know helps people in general save money at the grocery store is to create a meal plan and go to the store with an organized shopping list. Whether you do this in plan to eat or not, it's going to help you save money, whichever way you do it. But creating a meal plan and then making a shopping list off of your meal plan just allows you to buy ingredients for your recipes that you actually need and you're actually going to use rather than going to the grocery store and being like, I actually don't know what I need. I'm just going to throw a bunch of random things in my grocery cart and we'll figure it out later because you end up usually spending more money then, and then you are spending money on food that often doesn't get eaten or it gets thrown in the trash or whatever. And one of the biggest things I think that we like to promote at Plant to Eat regarding this specifically is making your list and then shopping at home. And so going to your pantry and saying, okay, I already have five cans of green beans. I don't need to buy even two more, even if they're 50 cents, like I don't need to buy two more, you know, or whatever that, you know, ingredient is to going to your fridge and seeing, I already have a significant amount of spring mix. I do not need to buy another box of spring mix because well, at my house, that would go bad because if the first one didn't get eaten, then the second one certainly is not. Yeah. I think (laughs) that this is particularly important around spices and stuff because Spices in your shopping list um, can add up really quickly. And so if you're like, well, you already have onion powder, garlic powder, cumin, whatever, you don't need to buy those things because those are going to add up the price of your shopping trip pretty quickly. Oh, so quickly. They're, they're so expensive. And it is so frustrating to end up with four jars of chili, season, chili powder, chili, yeah. chili powder. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really guilty of that because I live like 45 minutes from the grocery store. And so If I am on a rare occasion shopping in the store and not doing the grocery pickup, then I don't. And if I didn't shop at home, then I'm looking at the spices and I'm looking at my shopping list and I'm thinking, I don't know if I have this and I don't want to have to go back. I, cause I'm not, I'm not going to go back. And you know, spices are such an integral part of recipes. Um, I'm just going to risk it, spend the $6, get another one. And then I've got four at home Yeah, (laughs) because I didn't realize, and I just kept not trusting myself. So It always seems to happen to me around the holidays when I go to make cookies and I really like to make gingerbread cookies and, you know, they include all of the holiday spices. So it's like allspice and nutmeg and cloves or whatever, all the different things are. And I never can remember, like, I know I have at least one or two of these at home, but I don't remember if I have all three or four of them. Mm -hmm. And it always turns out that it's like, I always think that nutmeg is the one that I don't have. And so I end up buying more nutmeg and then I just end up with a bunch of nutmeg in my house that literally only use in one or two recipes the whole year. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's so important to make the list and check the list at home before you go. And we can't stress that enough. It's personal experience. It's customer experience. 
It's just like the thing that makes, it's probably one of the biggest things um, that helps you cut your budget down on like needless extra things. The next thing I already mentioned it, you know, I, I mentioned it every podcast. I love grocery pickup. So I use an app on my phone. I make my, I make my meal plan with plan to eat. And then I make my shopping list. And then I take that shopping list. I go into my grocery app and I choose the items that I need to buy. I compile my list and I, you know, place my order. Um, some things with it that I find very valuable with budgeting is one, I'm just not tempted to buy things that I don't need, whether that is a sweet treat, or I just call an audible in the grocery store and make a different recipe because something looked good (laughs) or whatever. I'm not, I don't do any of those things. I don't, I'm not just, I'm not just not tempted to buy other things because I'm just working off my list. I'm not seeing anything else, you know, you're not um, perusing by that end cap where they, yeah. put, where they always put the delectable things that you don't really need, but they really oh, want you to shoot. buy. <laughs> yeah. Even not delectable things like our grocery store has home goods and like children's mm. clothing and stuff like that. And mm. You know, I just was walking through the store the other day and I just bought a pillow. Now, granted, I really like the pillow, but like I will, I do not do that if I'm shopping inside the app. And so things, just little things like that. So that's the first one is that I just, I'm automatically not buying things I don't need Two, it is compiling the list and it's showing me how much I'm spending. And so if I'm spending a little too much, I can go in and I can say, okay, I don't really need two of those. I don't really need, you know. I don't need to buy the three pack of ground beef. I can buy the, you know, just one pack this week or whatever. If my grocery bill is getting a little high uh, for my budget. And then the last thing is that I don't search by uh, particular like brand names. Usually I'm usually just searching by ketchup, canned tomatoes. You know, I'm, I'm searching by more like the topic of, you know, the not topic, just the, what it is and not the brand name, you know? So then when I do that, say I'm searching ketchup, it's going to show me all six different brands of ketchup. And I can choose the one that's either on sale that I have a coupon for, or that is just the cheapest um, because on sale doesn't always mean cheapest. Um, And so that's another way that I can just make my grocery bill a little bit cheaper every week or month or however often I shop or you shop. So, yeah, I should probably take advantage of the grocery pickup a little more often. I'm one of those weird, sick people who actually enjoys grocery shopping. Oh, I actually love it. I actually love grocery shopping. (laughs) I do. I know that the grocery pickup doesn't show you that, but I actually do love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I like going to the grocery store. I think, you know, we work from home and so there's not really very many things that I do on a weekly basis that like really require me to leave the house. And so like grocery shopping, it's just kind of one of those things. I'm like, okay, I get to go be around other people. Even if I'm not talking to other people, it's still just like I'm around other people. I get out of my house for a little while, you know, like I don't mind doing the perusing thing, even if I don't buy anything extra, but I probably would save a lot more money at the grocery store if I just did the pickup instead. Cause I'm super guilty of doing things like that pillow thing where it's like, I really have no need for this, but it's cute. And I'm going to buy it right now. (laughs) So the reason I do it is because honestly, it is really just a time, a huge, huge time saver for me. Um, and so it already takes me 45 minutes to get to town. If I'm not going just for grocery shopping, which I never am, because I like to stack my day, you know, if I'm going to town, I'm doing five things. Right. Um, and the grocery pickup takes me about 15 minutes and I have a one-year-old. And so I don't want to take her into the store because that's just a lot. <laughs> uh, and so it cuts, it's just out of necessity, it cuts out on time. And it's just something I can tack on to a trip to town and it not be like, I'm going to tack on another hour. Um, yeah. Or whatever that is. So Absolutely. another thing about the app that I probably always mention, I think I've mentioned it in another podcast app is 
that you can go in and save all the coupons, save all the digital coupons to your account. And so they're automatically taking them off when you buy those things. And so it's just, it's mindlessly saving money because I just go in and save all the, you know, all the digital coupons that are relevant to me. Cause I'm not buying some of the things that there are coupons for the, the ones that are relevant to me. And then I get them in the mail, you know, and I use those too, but, um, yeah, it's another great way. It's just the coupons. So, yeah. So related to those top two a little bit is, um, you know, checking at home and seeing what you already have and then building your meal plan around what you already have at home. So in our family, we often have, um, my husband is a hunter, so we often have meat at our home. And so I'll try to, you know, look in the freezer, see what kinds of uh, things we have, and then I'll try to make a recipe around it to save money. And then, you know, but it's helpful to do that kind of like pre-check to make sure that you actually have the things rather than being like, I'm just going to assume we have some ground meat at home and I'll make this recipe. (laughs) Because sometimes you assume that and then you don't actually have the thing and it was all for naught. But it is really helpful to just check the things that you already have, whether it's, you know, you already have pasta at home or you already have black beans, you know, maybe, you know, in the previous meal plan, you had that spring mix that you didn't use all of it. So you try to find a new recipe that will use it up. Things like that, that just help you avoid buying additional items that once again, either you're not going to use, or they might be things that just end up in your freezer. It's just helpful to check, check things beforehand. And then in plan to eat, actually, we have a search feature that is a with ingredient feature. And so you can then type in these ingredients and it'll populate recipes that you have in your account, um, where you can actually use up those items. So that's extra helpful if you're a plan to eat user. Yeah, that's, I was about to say the exact same thing. That search um, is super helpful for me. And often it's, I mean, I think I just said that I, you know, I'm going to not buy the three pack of ground beef. I'm going to buy the one pack, but two weeks ago I bought the three pack. And so now I've got all this extra ground beef. So I'm going to go in, I'm going to search ground beef and I'm just going to look for something exciting. I think also it's a way to mix up your meal plan while using ingredients that you already have. Um, It's another way that I really like to use it. Yeah. Add some recipe variety in there. Okay. Well, Riley already mentioned a little bit about shopping coupons from her app and everything, but most stores also have like different sale or clearance sections. I know our local grocery store has like a sale or clearance section in every department. So like the bakery has a different section from the produce has a different section from the meat. Um, And so if you really are trying to save money and you have recipes that call for certain things, it's always good to look in those clearance sections to find things that are on sale particularly because they're, they're on sale usually because they're getting ready to expire. And so if you know, it's the recipe that you're going to be making today or tomorrow, then it's really easy to be like, I know I'm going to use this. It's not going to go bad at my house. And so you can buy it on sale. And I mean, around our grocery store, you can get really good things in the clearance section. And, um, so I, I definitely take advantage of that a lot. So my husband, um, really loves that section of the grocery store. And at our store, they have a big yellow sticker on them that says, woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) And so Luke, that's my husband's name. He will say, I got it on woohoo. I got it on woohoo. And he says that all the time, (laughs) but yeah, he's a huge clearance section shopper. And so yeah, shop the woohoo, everybody. (laughs) He was the one who told me about the woohoo flowers. Yeah. You know, we have, even in our uh, floral section of the grocery store, they have they have woohoo flowers. And so like, you can get 
flowers that are still look great. Beautiful. Yeah. And you get them for a third of the price of what you would pay for the normal bouquet. So if you're somebody like me who likes to have some fresh flowers in your house, check the woohoo section. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I buy that I don't always need when I'm at the store. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is maybe not earth shattering information, but sometimes the clearance sections are very difficult to find. They're kind of hidden. So our store has a section um, actually out by the pharmacy. It's just a wall of shelves. And that's where you're going to find the sale, like holiday candy, the sale canned goods or packaged things that, um, you know, coffee even because there's in our store, Ronnie and I actually shop at the same grocery store. So um, in our store, the canned, the middle aisles, there's not usually a clearance section in the middle aisles but you can find those maybe by your bathrooms, by the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So just keep your eyes open next time in the store and maybe you'll see a clearance section and that's where you're going to buy some of those packaged things on clearance. But the produce, the meat, the flowers, the dairy, the deli, all of those things, they have the clearance section usually immediately right there next to them because it's typically in a cold case. So Right, yeah, good point. So uh, I think this is something that Riley is a little bit, the next point is something that Riley's a little bit better about than I am, but basically another way to save money is to shop in bulk. So a lot of different grocery store chains have a bulk section in the grocery store. So you can, um, you know, use those containers with the handles and you put a bag underneath it and, you know, get <laughs> oatmeal or you can get nuts and rice, uh, trail mix, that kind of stuff in those bulk sections. Um, but There's obviously also bulk stores like um, Sam's Club and Costco, and I don't have a membership to those, but I know Riley, you do that a lot. So tell us about how you do that save money. Yeah. So one quick note about the bulk section of your regular grocery store is that the scale is there and the scale is your friend. Um, So when, if you only need, you know, a certain number of ounces of something, and you're really trying to stay on a budget, this is where a compiled shopping list with exact weights and measurements of the items that you need listed as helpful because let's just use oatmeal. You need six ounces of oatmeal. You don't have to buy the bulk container in your grocery store. That's 24 or 48 or whatever, how many ounces it is. Um, you can go to that bulk section. You can weigh out six ounces. Then you're spending like 45 cents on your oatmeal and it does add up over time. So even if it feels tedious or like it's not really saving you money, even saving four to $7 at the grocery store, I think is a win. So, you know, those little things do add up. I shop at Costco. I know I've mentioned this already in this podcast and I'll probably mention it again, but we live quite a ways from town. And so I shop at Costco because that does help cut down on the number of trips to the store that we take. It helps in the winter months when there could be a big storm or something like that. We have things um, kind of like on hand so that we're not just, you know, eating bowls of rice. You know, we've got some other things to consume, but I think the thing about Costco for me is that it's not always cheaper. Interesting. And this, yeah, it's not always cheaper. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It also depends on if you're shopping with coupons at your local grocery store. So there are these little egg bites that my daughter really likes to eat. They're super helpful for busy mornings. They have really great ingredients and they are these little, just like microwavable egg bites. <laughs> and they come in a four pack at Costco and it, I saw them at Target the other day. And one pack of them was $4. One pack of them was four over $4. I think it was four fifty. but at Costco, I get four packs for nine to $11. Cause usually they're on sale for $9. And so that, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge savings and money. 
And so that's something, I mean, it's, it's the little things like this. You just have to start paying attention to pricing. And that's, I mean, that's just a kind of a general obvious thing is you have to pay attention to pricing to be able to budget. But if they are, I'm never going to buy them at Target because they're so much more expensive there. And this is just my you know, example, but um, I do take my grocery store app into the, into Costco with me. And I will pull up an ingredient to decide if I think it's cheaper because buying, you know, a flat of green chilies, um, I don't need a flat of green chilies. It <laughs> might save me money until I, when I've used them all, but if I don't need that many, and I'm only going to buy three cans at the grocery store, then I'm clearly going to save some money. There are other things. Meat is a lot cheaper at Costco usually. Um, and that is something you have to buy in bulk. And if you have the freezer space, it's a great option. But I think that the biggest thing I have to say about Costco is just, um, or Sam's club or whatever store you're shopping in is just look at the pricing in your grocery store and look at the pricing in Costco before you decide if it's actually saving you money. Cause I think it's hmm. easy to get caught up in like the it's 70 cans for $17. It's like, right. well, okay. Maybe that's great. Maybe it's not. I think it's easy to get caught up in the marketing aspect of it. So you just take a step back and kind of do some price shopping and through your apps because that's the day and age we live, right? Is everything's online. You can search it so easy. Um, having an app for your grocery store is hugely helpful in doing some price shopping. Yeah, that's um, a really good point because I think it can be easy to just assume that you're going to go to a bulk store and the point of the bulk store is to save money. But they do, like you said, like did you kind of get you with a little bit of a marketing tactic there? And particularly if you're buying things like you were saying that you don't necessarily need, you don't really need all of the cans of the thing. Um, you're going to end up spending more money in the long run, particularly if you're buying things that might be, you only use them for one recipe, you know, like the green chilies, like you might only mm -hmm. have one or two recipes that you're going to use that in. So like, sure. Those, those green chilies could last you for two years, but like, are they good after two years? And I will say, I love Costco. I love shopping at Costco. There are some things that I get there that are a smoking deal. Um, I just think that not everything's a deal. And so yeah. particularly, like you just said, if you're not going to use 17 cans of green chilies, you only need one and you're on a strict budget Buy the one can at your grocery store and not the 17 cans. So something else that we wanted to talk about uh, in, in our, we were talking a little bit actually before we started recording just about the ability and willingness to make substitutions in your recipes. Now we understand that this is uncomfortable for people who are maybe newer to cooking or maybe just don't feel very comfortable about making different substitutions. But in the, in our very first podcast episode, there was a recipe that I talked about. It's this free form chicken meatball recipe that I love. And I tell everybody about, but I have told everybody, basically everybody that I tell about that recipe, I'm like, the recipe calls for ground chicken, but I actually typically use ground turkey for that recipe. Uh, I don't think it really changes the flavor that much, but ground turkey can be significantly cheaper than ground chicken. And so it's a really simple substitution, but it takes the overall price of that recipe down by like probably four or $5, depending on if the ground turkey is on sale and the ground chicken is like extra expensive that week. Like I said, it can be intimidating for some people to make substitutions, but just that willingness to like try things and see if it's going to work out, um, that can be a, a really helpful thing in trying to save money. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth giving a few more examples here just to help people feel um, like empowered to do this thing. I am one who really likes to just make recipes up. So 
so, so making a substitution like this doesn't spark a lot of fear or anxiety <laughs> over something not tasting good. So I just want to give a couple more examples of, of really easy swaps. Um, that's not going to change, you know, dramatically change the flavor of your recipe. So some other examples of this are think, think about if your recipe calls for spiraled noodles and you only have elbows. I mean, you've got elbows at home. You don't have to buy more just to swap for the spirals. That's certainly not going to change the flavor. It may change the look, but it's not going to change the flavor whatsoever. Another idea, another idea would be if you're making cookies and you you already have chocolate bars at home. You don't have any chocolate chips. Just take the chocolate bar and chop it up. Maybe these are really obvious to you, um, but I'm thinking sometimes, uh, let's see, in that recipe that Ronnie was actually just mentioning, the freeform chicken meatballs, which we'll link to again, because it's so good. Um, <laughs> that calls for a lemon and lemon zest. The first time I made it, I did not buy a lemon. I had a bottle of lemon juice in my fridge. It turned out great. The recipe was still delicious and I just had lemon juice. I didn't need to buy a lemon. Um, now I've made it with the zest. It's also really good with the zest, but it didn't really change the flavor a ton to not have the zest from that lemon. Apparently we make a lot of swaps this recipe, Ronnie, but the other thing, I think it calls for tikka masala and I only had garam masala. And so I just, I just used what I had because again, I'm not having to buy a whole other jar of seasoning. Um, and the way that I make it tastes really good and I wouldn't know otherwise, you know? If you find something that's on sale, you can swap that in. Or if you have something at home, it just prevents you from having to buy these extra ingredients to make a recipe taste really great. Um, or not even different at all, because like, like the pasta example or the chocolate example, that's not going to change the flavor whatsoever. Yeah. All right. So maybe now we can talk about a few um, just general suggestions. A lot of those things that we previously talked about are all things that Riley and I personally do to save money at the grocery store, but we know there's lots of general suggestions and we just kind of want to bring a few of them up. Number one being just simply create a budget. If you are trying to cut back on your spending at the grocery store and in other places of your life, starting by creating a budget is going to be the easiest way to say no to the things that you are tempted to buy that you don't actually need. So like the pillow, <laughs> like the pillow. <laughs> So we can link to it in um, our show notes, but we got the opportunity to review You Need a Budget. They're also called YNAB. It's the acronym for the name. And um, they're a budgeting uh, website and app, and they are amazing. We love them so much. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where budgeting doesn't have to be a crazy Excel spreadsheet that you, you know, put algorithms into and it calculates all the things for you. It really doesn't have to be super complicated. And so finding the app or the platform that works the best for you is going to be the best way to make a budget. And if that's an Excel spreadsheet, that's great. I just uh, personally don't like them very much. So I would never choose that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love YNAB. It's a great tool. I think it's easy for me to forget to search for tools to help me with the problem that I have. And so whether that is you have a problem with meal planning or you have a problem with budgeting, um, Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need an app that helps me save money. I need an app that helps me meal plan. I need an app that helps me fill in the blank. <laughs> um, so, so searching for a tool to help make these things easier. I find that it helps me stick to the thing because it's giving me a guided process to, to create a budget or create a meal plan, et cetera. And, and those tools can help you really stay on track with a budget. So just don't forget about that little trick. Yeah, I love it. But the next thing that we have heard, I know you've heard it. Uh, that is, do not go to the store hungry. <laughs> Maybe you're all going to laugh and think this is ridiculous, but 
I easily spend 15 more dollars at the grocery store when I'm hungry. Um, so these are all kind of in conjunction. You know, if I'm, I've got a budget, I'm saying no to the tempting thing. Now, if I'm going to the store and I'm not hungry, I can also continue to say no to the tempting thing. Or um, the thing just isn't even really that tempting at all because you're like, I'm, I'm not hungry. I don't need to get the Reese's, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just don't go to the store hungry, go well-fed, and then you will stick to your budget and you will stick to your meal plan. You won't need to buy all the extras. Yeah. So we've already talked a little bit about coupons as well, but you know, most grocery stores either send out a thing in the paper that has coupons or um, they'll mail you coupons in the mail. So you can also try to just build your meal plan and plan your recipes around what's on sale, what kind of coupons you have. Like Riley mentioned earlier, you can use your grocery stores app and you can even search coupons on the app, um, which might be uh, a little easier if you're a, if you're a techie kind of a person and you like to just have everything all on your phone, but it's just using coupons in general. I mean, they're designed to try and help you save money. They might also be designed to try and make you spend a little bit more money. Those like buy two, get one free kind of coupons. Those might not be the coupons to save money with, but you know, in general, I know our grocery store will send me things based around what I buy. And so it'll be like the brand of eggs that I like to buy. They'll send me a coupon for that brand of eggs for one or $2 off. And it's like, of course, I'm going to use that. I'm going to mm -hmm. buy eggs anyways. I might as well use the coupon. <laughs> yeah, I know sometimes coupons help me branch out a little bit because our store does send out coupons that are specific to um, what I'm already buying. But sometimes I'll throw in ones for a product I've never purchased before and it's cheaper or maybe it's just better and they're sending yeah. me a coupon for it and I try it. So sometimes coupons can help you branch out a little bit too and try a different product um, that maybe is a little bit more budget friendly. I love coupons, so just don't forget about them. They still exist out there, people. Um, if that means that you get a newspaper that has a sale ad and tells you what's on sale at your local store, plan your meal planning around when your sale ad comes out. So that comes out and then simultaneously, you're looking at your plan to eat up and you're dragging the recipes on that fit into those things that are on sale. You're creating your list, all those, do all those things at the same time. One, it'll probably save you a little bit of time, but then you're also making a meal plan around things that are already on sale and you're doing it all at the same time. You don't have to remember anything extra. I know too, that we, I've heard of people doing meal planning the opposite way a little bit. Like they go to the grocery store and they use their coupons and they buy the things that are on sale. And then they come home and they're like, oh, I know that I can make these recipes now because I bought these things. You might have to have a really good memory for remembering what goes into recipes for something like that. But I've heard of people doing kind of like a reverse meal planning in that sort of a way too. The plan to eat app works great in most grocery stores too. So you could buy things and then pull up a recipe, make sure you have everything you need for it, and then add that to your meal plan. You could kind of do it all at the same time. That also could be another really helpful thing because the Planted app allows you to look at your recipes and all the ingredients you need. And so it would just looking at your recipes while you're in your store, if you're doing that reverse meal planning, um, it helps you make sure you've got everything and cuts down another trip to the store, which could mean spending more money on unnecessary things. So finally, I think our last tip is basically to shop for store brand or off-brand items at the store, at the grocery store. You know, this isn't necessarily going to be the best suggestion for everything in the grocery store, but there are a lot of things at the grocery store where the brand name item and the store brand item are the exact same thing. 
and they're going to taste the exact same, but you're going to save a couple bucks on the store brand item. I think that's just in general, it's a, it's a marketing tactic. It's a, it's a business thing for brands to, you know, expect you to pay more specifically for the brand name. But, you know, it's like, I really like uh, dried cranberries. And so it's like, well, the um, name brand one, which I'm not going to say is much more expensive than the store brand one. Like there is a significant difference and perhaps there's a difference in where the cranberries are sourced from or something like that. I'm not really sure what the reason is for it to be more expensive, but when I'm buying dried cranberries, I'm probably just going to go with the cheaper option. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's a super helpful tip. You know, another thing that I have just been thinking of while we've been talking about these last couple of things is um, shopping the perimeter of your grocery store and not kind of entering into those um, middle aisles with all the tempting things in them can also just be a really simple way to save money on your shopping trip. Shopping the perimeter is where all the fresh things are, all the produce, all the dairy, all the, you know, yummy things. You can make really amazing meals without diving into the middle of the grocery store and it'll help you probably save some money because you're not you know, seeing the other things that you don't need to buy. Maybe that's not a super helpful tip, but for me, I think that if I focus my meal planning on that perimeter of my store, I'm going to usually eat a little bit healthier and I'm usually going to save a little bit of money too. So hopefully that helps you guys. Um, this is what Ronnie and I came up with. These are things that we do in our day to day. And these are things that we know help other people. But if you have tips that we did not mention that could help other people, we would love to hear them. So you can send us an email at help at Ronnie and I will see that we'd love to hear it because we'd love to share that with other people and help them save more money. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. And we hope these tips were super helpful for you and save you some money. Wait, before we go, we want to talk about some recipes that we're loving right now, as we have done in our previous episodes. So Riley, do you have a recipe you want to talk about? I do have a favorite recipe that we're enjoying right now. It's this copycat olive garden chicken gnocchi soup. I think I probably messed up the title a little bit, but it's super yummy. It's creamy. I had a friend who made it for me a couple of years ago before I went gluten-free and the recipe is not gluten-free. And so I have tweaked it. And so I make it gluten-free and it is still just as delicious. I also make it with a rotisserie chicken, which cuts down on the prep time and the cook time, and it's still equally good. So I'll make sure to add all my notes into the recipe that we link so that if you're gluten-free, you can make this also. Um, The tweaks are so simple. So I'll make sure to include those, but the recipe is yummy. So I hope you guys love it and try it. Oh, that's awesome. My recipe is green chili chicken enchiladas that we made this week. And, um, We just, my husband and I really like spicy food, like Mexican food. So this is a great recipe. It's, it is a little more time intensive. You make your own green chili enchilada sauce. If you like the red enchilada sauce, this is probably not the recipe for you. This is a green sauce, which is what I prefer. But like I said, it is a little more time intensive, intensive, but it's great for a week when you have a little extra time or you want to like warm up your kitchen by making the sauce during the day. I just crave spicy food as it gets cooler and goes into winter. So yummy. Sounds awesome. I'll have to snag that one from you too. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys again for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. 